And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created are exploited, we are downtrodden, we are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Get together, have a few laughs. Welcome to Iowa Talk Guys podcast. I'm your host, TP. I'm the other host, Theo. Out in our undisclosed location in our shack in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa. <laughs> Today we're going around the world a little bit. Um, kind of. East, in an eastwardly direction. <laughs> yeah, seeing what's going on over there. So, up here on the top of our list, we got the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division has been deployed to Europe for the first time in almost 80 years amid soaring tensions between Russia and the American-led NATO military alliance. This is from the Eurasian Times, Sakshi Tiwari, October 23rd, 2022. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's concerning. Yeah. I think that's a pretty stupid idea. But we, we've been talking about this. Once yeah, again. that's what we should expect, right? Yeah, really. These people are psychos. They're willing to risk nuclear war over what? A piece of land that the U.S. had no interest in whatsoever until now? Well, well they publicly, wanna, they, they had an interest in Ukraine for a while. But publicly, on the world's stage, they could care less about what happened in Ukraine for the most part. No, absolutely not. They just want to use it as a proxy to weaken Russia, eventually change regimes there well, to pro-Western regime. And they were honestly the leaders in the West, particularly the powers in the United States and I would imagine London, want to dominate the world through financial means. Yeah. Through fiat currencies, through Fractional reserve banking through funding everything and having yeah control of the purse purse strings. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they were most likely, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people and governments, and this is just speculation on our part from just stuff that we've seen around the the webs, the interwebs, but uh, they were probably doing so, having some money laundering schemes going on over there. In Ukraine? In Ukraine, yeah. Well, it's like a backwater where you do that yeah that's like the silk road yeah you know and uh for years it's well known that was the black market you wanted soviet era weapons and stuff go to ukraine you go to ukraine you cry you you come to ukraine i sell you a tank t90 tank we have ammunition we have submarine in odessa yeah (laughs) all this all this stuff no vodka no and but we get you a bowl of beet soup later, okay? You like it. So that's pretty scary, though. Um, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and 
<clears throat> and traditionally, just the 101st Airborne is a is a pretty uh, attack ish unit, right? The Screaming Eagles, right? I mean, like, yeah, they're they're for a primary initial assault type situation. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're no slouches. They they're very well trained, or at least used to be. I'm sure they still are. You know, and there's a lot of honor amongst the the ranks there in that unit. Sure, I mean, Band of Brothers was essentially the 101st Airborne, right? Yeah, and yep, sure was. But uh, the training is described as happening just three miles away from Romania's border with, with Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, that's concerning. It's let's see on a map here exactly where Romania and is in relation to Ukraine. Yeah, well, while Theo's looking that up, here's a quote by Brigadier General John Lubis. Yeah, I found this very interesting. Who told CBS News, we are ready to defend every inch of NATO soil. We bring a unique capability from our air assault capability. We're a light infantry force, but again, we bring that mobility with us for our aircraft and air assault. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's he's strike ready to go. teams. Yeah. General's ready to go. Yeah, he's... Probably like Mad Dog Mattis. I'd like to get into a fight. Good 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 fight. Get some blood going. Use our weaponry. Yeah. It's probably this general is probably a lieutenant or captain in Iraq. Lobbing two oh threes at huts and stuff, not even knowing who was inside. <laughs> I'll let you speculate on that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying weird stuff happened. So if you look at Crimes were committed, I should say. You, if you look at Romania on the map, what we're seeing is Romania on the west coast of the Black Sea. And it's interesting because it actually borders Ukraine in two different sections. The first and, and largest section is in the north of Romania and then Moldova is is where the border transitions to east and then heading southeast okay but then after moldova which is landlocked well no not not really there's are a couple bays coming in it looks like from the black sea that it has access to but there's a smaller border between romania and ukraine from moldova to the black sea okay so that is really interesting i wonder exactly where they're at where moldova is at no where uh the 101st is at oh which which one of those borders? Who knows? But that's and just, they could have just been saying that also to yeah we're here but we're actually not there. That's you just yeah I mean? yeah yeah. That's just playing with fire though, in my right. opinion. Poking which, the bear. Yeah. Literally. Yes. <laughs> the Russian bear. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna send that bear packing over the mountains, but no, they're not because that's that bear's territory. Bears are usually pretty fierce when they come to defending <laughs> their territory, aren't they? I think so. I believe so. Particularly well. brown bears. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's starting to happen. It's always a bad sign. Yeah, this is uh, Glenn Greenwald, a quote from him. Oh, in this article? Uh, in another article I found. This is, a, I'm looking at a Zero Hedge article. It's all, always a bad sign when the U.S. military starts embedding the largest media corporations to enable exciting war shots for the evening network news. Biden has done literally everything to make the U.S. a belligerent in the war in Ukraine short of deploying full battalions there. That is why Glenn Greenwald is 
one of this show's favorite. Yeah. Journalists. I really like what he has to say about stuff. This it's a dangerous game, and, <laughs> and he's right. That is a bad sign. I mean, I I yeah. remember the road to war. These people uh, love it in Iraq. The leading, you know, the media push, showing us all those images that the Pentagon or DoD supposedly was feeding them about mobile weapon, a chemical weapon labs they yeah. had. Yeah, all well, I mean, that this stuff never existed. And we've talked about this too in prior recordings. Is the fact that. You know, this was, it was big for the media, too. They yeah. had a story, finally. They made a lot of money. Yeah. They were get, being watched every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, By uh, a lot of people. They before. learned that from the Vietnam War. Yeah. When everybody well, could and, come home at 5 o'clock news. And but where did it start? Like, really, really start CNN in the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. And then in 91 with, Gold, right. with which, Desert Storm. In which we spoke about. We yeah. Had, yeah. When we talked about, I think yeah. that was the Death Throws a CNN show that we did. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. And, you know, and in 2003, if you, it, they were it embedded. makes so much more sense now, right? Looking back, oh, of course, yeah. hindsight's 2020, yeah. but I, I don't know. You can spot that BS a mile away now. Well, for those those of us that are, have been paying attention and watching, yeah, but other people are still like, I stand for Ukraine. And they don't know a damn thing. They don't about know the anything. Place. Like I said, if you stand for Ukraine, then please explain to me, you know, some of the events that happened in 2014 in Ukraine. Yeah. You it was a pro a pro Russia regime. It's widely what's the word I'm looking for TP? It's widely sort of acknowledged acknowledged around the world that the United States took them out, CIA. Get folks. And folks, we're going to guess what? We got more examples for you later in other parts of the world as we move <laughs> as further we, east. Well, actually, not that much further east. Yeah, really think. roughly I think it's the whole just, same, just further south, kind of. Southeast. Yeah. But, um, but, yep, guess what? This is where these jackals have played their games before. Yep. You know, take taking governments out, putting governments in. and Oh, by the way, the United States doesn't have a tendency to put nice guys into no. office. They put people in that they can control are pretty violent and mean and that control the population suppress free speech basic things like this right right but yeah anyway so that happened and then that split the country in two causing a civil war and yeah uh, yeah i mean and shortly after that was it 2016 was that when they annex when russia came in and annexed crimea no that was 2014 crimea. oh that was in 2014 right yes. out okay so right after the civil war i believe so probably which we've talked about this so many damn yeah. times before, Sorry. but folks, it's relevant. I mean, if you're it really if you're, is. if you're one of our listeners here here for a reason, I mean, these are we got to keep we keep coming back to the same things, but yeah. But it, I mean, it's it, this all plays a role while while this stuff was going on. The the reason why all this stuff's uh, what's the word I'm looking for coming ahead today, and you know, yeah. Coming to this choke point really is where we're coming to. This crossroads of because of these seeds that were sown. Yes, these seeds that were sown by U.S. intelligence community and and lies that are being told and perpetrated today. Like the, somehow there was a war that started with Russia invading Ukraine. No, mm. Russia was in a position prior to the February invasion of Ukraine where it was trying to tell Kiev to stop shelling their own citizens in the east. You know, yeah. hey, will you, hey, will you stop 
shelling your citizens over here. They're getting really upset they're and Russians, asking us for help. They're Russians, too, and they, you know. But it really goes further back. When It goes back to the fall of the Soviet Union, which you spoke about. Of course, yeah. And when NATO nations were created, the lines were drawn, okay, there was an agreement with Russia, with the existing powers in Russia that there became will the not government. Be, there will not there, be nukes in Ukraine. There will not be nukes in Ukraine. There will not be any NATO. more NATO nations. Yeah. Yeah. Past this line. And fast forward, who's violating that freaking treaty that they... Russia never went... Well, besides the Soviet Union, are going into... Uh, I'm sorry. The after the Soviet who? Union fell. Treaty? Yeah. The Lakota Sioux? The Cherokees? No. What? Oh, just, I'm sorry, other treaties that the federal government has followed and, you know, honored its own word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I see where you're going there. All right, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, there was, a, there was an agreement. There was a treaty that there was going to be no more no sure, yeah. nations over here. Yes. Past the, what was the Caucasus Mountains, east of the Caucasus Mountains, correct? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Russia, since the fall of the Soviet Union, they honored that. They have not gone to do any other land grabs. They've stayed in their territory. So who who is in violation of this agreement? It it certainly wasn't Russia. No, it's NATO. Yeah, and the U.S. Yes. So they're which is exactly what NATO. The is. same. They're playing the same dog and pony show, and then they're saying they're telling the U.S. public the same horse crap. Ooh, these terrorists just hate us for our freedoms. Yeah, well, they know that there's a significant amount of the population that they can just get away with it. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. So, so it's just uh, worth noting before we move on here that we have a few other sources on that that mention that there's some saber-rattling saber going on here. Yeah. That on the part of the United States and, you know, and the message is being sent that the 101st is fully ready to go in. Absolutely, yeah. And they are also, according to Colonel Edwin Mathedis Mathe uh, here, however you pronounce his last name, said his forces have been closely watching the Russian soldiers, building objectives to practice against and conducting war games that replicate exactly what's going on in Ukraine. That's neat. I would imagine if they have this... If they are doing that, which most likely they are, there's probably uh, so they have these neat, neat um, towns in on military bases that are like uh, shipping containers, and they can tra they can swap out, just move them around, do whatever they want with them to replicate any type of urban environment, urban environment they want. Okay. Yeah. So they can literally get satellite images and practice on what these streets are will be formed like and whatnot. Correct. Okay. That's I know smart. Yeah, it is smart. It's pretty intelligent, so they can, in a moment's notice, give them a couple, you know, a couple of days or whatever, a week, and and bam, you got yourself uh, downtown Kiev, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever it's you a want. A few city blocks. Mm-hmm. So, it's frightening. We should have made this the fr the the scary episode. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty scary. <laughs> this should have been the Halloween one. Yeah, the All Hallow Eve special. So. Now, like I said, if that if that's not provoking, or what's the word I'm looking for? Saber rattling. It's provocative. Yeah. It's it's not smart. Yeah. It's not smart at all. And just to, just to finish up here, there's a, a the Roma a Romanian major general 
Lulian Berdila told CBS News that the presence of American troops was reminiscent of World War II. The real meaning for me to have the American troops here is like you were to have allies in Normandy before an enemy was there. The 101st has not deployed to Europe since the last World War. I am so sick and tired of the World War II references that have absolutely no resemblance to what is going on today. Uh, They do to an extent. that I think that another world war is about to break out. Yeah. That's about but, the only extent of comparison. That but it's I, not I like the see. 101st is dropping into France to no. liberate right. Nazi-occupied you know, yeah, France, absolutely. Belgium, right. Holland. No. In this case, it, it looks like they're going to be the mm-hmm. provocateurs. Oh, uh, the ones that are invading to the east this time. Mm-hmm. Oh. How'd that, hap- how'd that go and that the, last time? How did how did um, moving into the, how did moving east work out for Napoleon? Mm, not did, very well. How did moving east work for Alexander Hitler? The Great? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean Alexander the Great probably made it further than anybody, right? But yeah, but uh, how did it work for the Third Reich? Not very good. Not very good. No. It's kind of the beginning of the end type of situation. Same that thing was for really, Napoleon. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Really, the we're, downfall. We're talking about the same part. <laughs> yeah, the Princess Bride. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never invade Russia. What, what did he say? Something like that. Indespicable. Or no, inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. What is it? It's like never invade Russia in the winter. And never barter with a Sicilian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something like that. All right, I'm going to play the clip if that one's wrong. Ah, you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well-known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> That's good. Oh, so, it's wrong. No, oh, well, we'll get the right one. That's all right. I totally screwed up Bill Clinton's I did not inhale. It was, I smoked marijuana. I didn't like it. I never inhaled it. All right, Bill. Never did it again. He also smoked a wood effigy of an owl at Bohemian Grove. No, the effigy was of a child on the... At Cremation the, of care? Cre- yeah. Okay. It was uh, at the... Uh, the effigy was of a child at the foot of a stone owl, Moloch. So, but seriously, go research that for yourself because uh, these people that run the world and start these wars all over the place uh, for for whatever reason are into all sorts of uh, occult practices. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Um. So, moving on here, we have an article from Sky News. This one was brought by TP. And uh, the headline reads, History made in China as Xi Jinping to serve third term, breaking decades-long precedent. The precedent apparently being term limits or some something of the sort. Right. This, this is Sunday, October 23rd, 2022. Helen Ann Smith, the Asian correspondent at Sky News. So he's been he's ruled for 10 years already. And he will stay for at least five more years because, yeah, what, every five years they have the, like, meeting of the party, the 
the the Communist Party, or yeah, something like that. Party Congress, sure. Commu- Communist Party of China meets. Yeah, every five years this event happens uh, and has a central purpose of selecting the people who will sit at the top leadership roles for the next five years. So it picks out two groups as seen as the apex of political power in China. Power. Yeah. The 25 strong Politburo and the Polit Standing Committee that is made up of seven people, including the president, are selected, chosen. And, you know, it says further on in this article that a Z, basically set up. Xi. Xi, sorry. Xi, Xi. Xi, Xi, Xi. Oh, yeah. Xi Jinping. Xi, Xi. Xi, Xi. He set it up. He basically padded those parties, those members and those groups to continue to elect him to be the strong leader of sure. the group. Communist Party of China. And it said the two-term limit on Chinese president was introduced in the early 1980s after Chairman Mao's death. I like how they use Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. They don't call him the dictator. They call him Chairman Mao. Yeah, and in case you don't know who Chairman Mao is, folks. Mao Zedong. It's it's a mystery to me why, of course, Adolf Hitler being one of the most abhorrent, disgusting people in all of human history. Yep. I don't know why he gets so much credit because Mao individually and Stalin individually from a pure body count perspective yeah. made made Hitler look like uh clown shoes. Kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah. He <laughs> Yeah, they <laughs> they've that, murdered and slaughtered and massacred well, so many of their own people. Yeah, there it, it was rumored that Jews in the East were somewhat excited to see the Germans come because they thought that they had a chance of being tr- treated better. Yeah, uh, until they didn't. But ev- yeah, everybody hated them. But um, s- yeah. And it, go ahead. Sorry. It says here uh, the this break with tradition makes him the most powerful leader in China since Chairman Mao, and his vision has become increasingly unchallengeable. Yeah. Yeah, the, the new standing committee was revealed as President Z led them on stage in rank and order. So they had this big show, have all this crap set up. And, you know, Mao, Mao ruled for nearly 30 years. And it, says, it even says here, he brought great chaos, violence, and instability to China. And the idea that was to move to a more collective leadership model to ensure power could never again be so centralized in the hands of one person. Okay. But they're communists. Yeah, so. right. That's what Mao, yeah, that's exactly what Mao was doing. (laughs) So, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) You guys don't make any sense. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? It's interesting, not to to change the subject, but um, they always talk about, you know, communists trying to, uh, you know, not centralize power. And then they all end up just incredibly centralized. Yeah. And... You know, like I think I believe Jordan Peterson has mentioned before that the reason that communist regimes in particular become centralized is because it doesn't work. Yeah. So you have to grab all the power you can and force people to do what you want because they're not going to do it voluntarily. Weird. Weird that give people up all don't want to be oppressed. Yeah. Give up all their stuff and and savers that save more, you know, having to share and yada, yada, yada. No. It doesn't yeah. work. And it, it's it, it, people tend to say that capitalism, you know, so so many resources go from the bottom to the top, man. 
you know, capitalism got to come down. Well, again, Jordan Peterson informed us that's every single hierarchy yes. ever in the history of mankind. Right. Power, money, everything aggregating to the top to fewer and fewer hands. And that goes back to centuries old. I mean, well, capitalism is the one where the fewest or the, or the least amount of power has been went to the top. Up, right. Yeah. Right. I would that's why we have that. a middle class and they didn't have a middle class in communist. Never and really. The history has there been was a middle imp- class. You were either dude. yeah, you were either impoverished or or you were living elitist. the high life. Yeah. yeah, there was no in between, and you can never marry up, only down. Sure. So people didn't want to do that. That's where in- the inbreeding and all that other craziness started coming through with the royal families and all that nonsense. Habsburgs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty uh, bizarre that people would blame. I've heard people blame capitalism before for all the the acts of basically terrorism that the, uh, the United States government has conducted throughout yeah. the whole world. Yeah. And then they want to say, oh, well, this is uh, capitalism's fault. I'm like, no, dude, you clearly don't understand the difference. Yeah, you just know how to whine. That's essentially <laughs> it. And have your well, hand out. And uh, apparently, from what I was told, some of these, a lot of these people are being taught this in the universities by their professors. Well, yeah, and it's also interesting that I, I, th- I think Marx. I could be wrong on this. P- please correct me. I'll, I will happily admit if I'm wrong. But well, which we have, we I do. think that Marx coined the term capitalism. I'm not sure, but really, cap. But, you know, I like the term free markets. You I know, am. hey, like voluntary contracts and associations between two people. Yes. Handshake, whatever. Government doesn't have to be in the middle of all of Yes. It. I agree with that, too. I'm, I'm all behind free market, dude. That's how it should be. The government shouldn't have to get involved. And I would like to see, you know... We're not, we're not so different from, from their system over there, are we? Not as different as we'd like to think. No? I mean, we've got two parties that are in charge and a perpetual state here that doesn't go anywhere. Well, their structure set up quite differently than ours, but... Yeah. Aren't they all? Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, they're friends with our with our government, with our politicians. How do you think we got all these cheap Chinese goods pushed into the United States all the time? You well, like, the, all of these leaders of the world, Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping and Hillary Clinton, have far more in common with each other than either of those two people do with you or I. <laughs> yeah. Period. Remember that time she was sending me emails? I, there's been a lot of yeah. Hillary email news. Yeah, a lot of that's been coming out that we haven't even touched on that. I mean, my personal opinion, once again, we we t- spoke about it on, uh, I think, that Hunter Makes a Deal show uh, episode was if we would have done that, if I had sent on a classified documents on an unsecured private email server network. Or Trump did. No, you or I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, even when I was active duty in the Marine Corps, when, when Hillary was doing this stuff, I was active duty Marine Corps. If I had done that, I would have gone to the brig. I would have gotten charged with treason. I, look at, I would have look at the the former Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning. Yeah, look, and that was went during to jail. the that was during the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah the we, most transparent administration yeah. in U.S. history. We played that clip, and then he ended up being the harshest on whistleblowers ever in any other any presidential administration. Weird, curious. Mm. So, what else did he lie about? We know some stuff. So, uh, what? Oh, you, yeah, piggybacking you to... off of uh, talking about China a little bit there. Yeah. 
uh, one Navy official. This is according to antiwar.com. I like antiwar.com because not because they claim to be unbiased, but because their bias is right there in their URL. Antiwar.com. We are biased as hell. (laughs) Yeah. We are against war. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There we go. I like it. Well, that's a good bias to have, and it's good that we can recognize our own biases. Yeah, I'm totally on board. So this is Antiwar.com, October 20th, 2022. A high-level Navy official said Wednesday that the U.S. should prepare for the possibility of China invading Taiwan as soon as this year. Quote, so when we talk about the 2027 window, which is apparently... A claim from retired Admiral Phil Davidson. He was uh, in charge of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, and he said that within six years he believed that China would invade Taiwan. But this quote is, so when we talk about the 2027 window, in my mind, that has to be a 2022 window or, or potentially a 2023 window. I can't rule it out, end quote, said Admiral Michael Gilday, the chief of naval operations. So what he's saying mm-hmm. is is that it's not a six-year plan anymore. They think it's going to happen Well, sooner rather than later. Right after, going back to my active duty in the Marine Corps, right after I got out, 2013, 2014, that's when they started changing operations up, and they slowly, I think it was 2016 or 17, they got rid of the tanks and stuff. Yes. And they yeah, started I, 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 focusing on an island hopping campaign. A couple years ago, I texted with a... a a guy I know that was in the Marine Corps as well, and he said that, yeah, the Marine Corps doesn't have tanks anymore. Right. We got rid of them. We got rid of it. They're focusing on just amphibious operations. Small teams. Got rid of military police. Yep. So Yeah, they got rid of their MP. So they're battalions. really just focusing on, and yeah, and there were a lot of deployments in, in the Indo-Pacific, right? Well, yeah, and also practicing uh, island hopping. Before I got out, too, they started changing up uh, some of their marine expeditionary unit routes to they start hitting up Australia again and having longer. Australia. Australia. Having longer um, training sessions in Australia. Australia. And I believe that's that was the beginning. They started because remember in World War Two, we used Australia as a uh, kind of forwarding base. We also had guys coming back doing R&R and stuff there. So. Hopefully they didn't get stung by any jellyfish or... Uh, well, yeah, Australia's got, like, the most deadliest creatures by any in crocodiles the world. or anything like yeah. that. Well, I guess it would have been better than being tortured to death by a Japanese. By Japanese on, in the Philippines. Yeah. Having, yeah. having yeah. your junk cut off and stuffed in your mouth and whatever. You know, That's intense. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. Anyways, we can go on that about that in another episode. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely see uh, and been reading up reading Marine Corps Times articles and keeping up with what's been happening for the most part. I still got guys in talking to them about some stuff. And, uh, yeah, they want they switch to smaller units. They're not focusing on massive battalion movements and stuff. So, basically, Marine Corps, what it sounds like to me, are going to be uh, accumulation of small strike teams, hit and runs, or... So, we've talked about this organization as well. In, in earlier episodes, we talked about how, like, the U.S. Army is st- structured into a brigade combat team is that does that sound right so it's large large amounts of troops and units and that's where the arms are combined like artillery and infantry yeah to move in large scales like that and the marine corps was at a more of a battalion level which was a smaller unit from a brigade much smaller right I think we looked up the numbers on that show well we were we were also mentioning that this is the way that russia's military is is organized as well 
okay. this battalion tactical group, right. I believe is what it's called. So you're saying that the Marine Corps has taken it down another notch. They have, they're forming right. at, well, at even sure smaller the, unit level. So the battalions will operate. They'll split their companies up. The companies will operate. They'll still, I guarantee they're still going to be, they're still going to do training movements where it'll be a whole entire battalion movement. Each company, each platoon doing their own thing, moving to complete the mission objective. As long as everybody does their part for the mission, I mean, it'd be pretty cool training. I've done some like battalion movements, training movements and stuff. Obviously, nothing, some major battalion movement in Afghanistan or anything like that. But uh, it was some really cool training just to watch, you know, and see how observe how everything worked together. Everybody's doing their part. Kind of scary to think about if that would were ascending on your area. Yeah, it's kind of scary to think about what would the you know defense look like as well. Yeah, it, well, I, I because I, I think it would be foolish to not understand that China has been preparing for this for a long time. I'm sure uh, since World it, War II. Well, yeah, I mean, probably we, they've also been making trillions of dollars off of selling yeah. cheap goods to the U.S. Yeah. So just like yeah. Russia has been making trillions of dollars off of selling cheap freaking natural gas to Europe, and once again. Do you really think these countries were just not investing in their military, not watching what was going on in the Middle East with the U.S. and all yeah. these other countries? Yeah. Observing tactics. Since the 90s, their- China's been trying to come into the first world, and I'm sure that they have had their eyes set on figuring out a way to project influence in that part of the world. Particularly, yeah. well, more than that. And China, I mean, China's also been buying up gold and silver and all this stuff, too, and everything. Yeah, they're moving and to they're hard gonna- asset-based currencies. I would see them doing that as well, yeah, and possibly pegging their currency to a precious metal as well. Who knows? We'll see what happens. They're doing it with the Russians as we speak. We And, you know, oh, you know what? We brought that up on our show before, yeah. The Russians and the Chinese and the really all the BRICS plus countries are going to be most likely working together to form a, a whole new currency. Yeah, absolutely. Based, I can see that happen. Based on hard assets. They, that is, they are doing it as we speak. And... There's I mean, a lot of people think that their move is going to be the cryptocurrency to try to fight the fiat currency. I don't think so. I don't. I, I think it's going to go back to, like you just said, assets, actual, tangible, physical assets. Yeah. Well, the biggest obstruction to that is Washington D.C. Yeah. <laughs> the U.S. dollar. So, we're the Iowa talk guys, and if we were to look at the map between us and the BRICS countries, it's Washington D.C. Yep. So there. That's who knows what's going to happen, and if they if they do invade Taiwan, we've already spoke about on previous shows, played clips of what uh, former Vice President Biden said he's going to do, which was kind of confusing. But he said, "We totally recognize the One China Initiative. What happens if they invade Taiwan? We will fully prepare to help out Taiwan." Well, the Sky News article goes on to mention that we are sending large amounts of weapons to Taiwan. Of course. Yes. Of course. I have seen that on the blotter as well. You know. Right. You know. So we're sending weapons to Ukraine, sending weapons to Taiwan. But that's, that's one of the, the American government's you know, favorite pastimes. As arming other countries? Or just arm, sending yeah. weapons. The, yeah. Just like in Afghanistan. Lord of War. And they left all those weapons and yeah. For, <laughs> yeah for the Taliban, yeah. Which I, I did play. We and we talked about uh, I talked about the schools. There's not many schools being built, but I did find out 
they're not allowing female teenage girls yep. back in school. Either. Oh, no more literacy for females? They were going to, and then the girls showed up, and then everybody got a message, and they're like, oh, we, we changed our mind. Yeah, our well, mind. this is... We made the headline. This is stupid. Yeah. So... Dang it, we didn't Americanize them after 20 years. Yeah. How did this not happen? Man, I don't know. So weird. So strange. Hmm. Are there other examples of the United States coming Tell in you what and did creating happen. power vacuums? And Tell you what did happen in those 20 years. What? That uh, opiate epidemic hit in the United States. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how uh, a uniformed Marine, I believe Lieutenant Colonel, was caught with a plane full of heroin in the 80s Yeah, down in Costa Rica or Nicaragua. Interesting. Yeah. What? It's almost like government's in the drug business somehow. Hmm. Iran-Contra? Anyone? Right. Anyways. Moving on to... Speaking of Iran. Yeah. Speaking of Iran and Iran-Contra. So, if you guys have been paying attention to the news, uh, there has been protests in Iran lately. uh, And people... uh, There's footage of uh, universities protesting. After nearly two months of taking to the streets and protesting their country's leadership, Iranians say security forces are now using tear gas indiscriminately in crowds and even people's homes and opening fire with live rounds. It started in September when Iran's morality police arrested a 22-year-old woman, Massa Amini, for what they described as immodest attire. Three days later, Amini died in a hospital while in police custody. Iran officially blamed Amini's death on a heart attack triggered by a fall, but her father, Amjad Amini, told VOA that was a lie. He says she had no pre-existing health problems before her arrest. Her death put a face on a global movement for human rights. Oh, all this craziness. There's, well, we want to get to this because there's some other stuff about what Iran's been talking about. I'm going to say one of the craziest things while you're looking that up. I have watched videos of Iran. Yeah. And travel and and uh, food and culture and, you know, not a big fan of their government or really most governments for that matter, any government. But uh, it actually seems like a really freaking cool place. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't have such a repressive government, but like I've seen like they you can ski in Iran. Oh, yeah. I and mean, uh, there's and some stuff. People are just really nice and warm and welcoming. There's just the problem that sometimes they disappear. Yeah. Like that one Olympian a few years ago. Outspoken against yeah that Dana. wrestler yeah that literally Dana White of the UFC like tried getting getting here I believe yeah. yeah and they death all because I he just he was outspoken against the or he said it wasn't even outspoken he said one thing that the government didn't agree with yeah Iran executed a popular wrestling star despite an international campaign to save him that included a plea from President Trump. 27-year-old Navid Afkari was convicted of murder and the stabbing death of a government worker during a protest in 2018. Iran released a video of his confession said to be given under torture. Recently, President Trump tweeted Afkari's only crime was, quote, protesting the country's worsening economic situation, adding, I would greatly appreciate if you would spare this young man's life. But that didn't create these protests, these anti-government protests that were happening. So This was a 22-year-old student that died in police custody, according to U.S. News & World Report. Well, he was, in, he was taken by police. Uh, September 16th, he, was, he died. He was taken to a re-education center for lessons on, in modesty. Hmm. And he was, woke up dead. 
He woke up dead? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. What? Yeah, that happens sometimes in Iran. Just go to sleep and wake up dead. So he, uh, so there was protests all over. University students were protesting. Strikes and protests have become a common sight in cities and towns across the country. And in the capital, chants of death to the dictator in reference to supreme leader. Ayatollah Khomeini. Yes. Often ring out at night from the rooftops. And that's when Iranians took to the streets, chanting a popular refrain, death to Khamenei, a reference to the country's supreme leader. Worldwide demonstrations followed, demanding human rights and calling for an end to Iran's theocratic government. Former Vice President Joe Biden has thrown his support behind the demonstrators, promising costs on proprietors of violence against peaceful protests. Well, if there's one thing we know about old Scranton Joe, it's that he really, really identifies with the people. Yeah. And particularly the people of Iran. Yep. Saying that the U.S. stands with the brave women of Iran who right now are demonstrating to secure their basic rights. You want to know how they're demonstrating to secure their basic rights? Throwing bricks through windows and shit? No, the males are doing that. Oh, there, there might be some females out there doing that, but they're showing their, their tatas apparently. Woo. Just dropping them out. And you know what? In a Muslim world, that is super risky. Like, that is... Here in America... Like, you might like, get your ass stoned to death in the streets? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that is... Uh, that's a big no-no. And it's interesting, though, because Iran said Saturday... Well, this article is from the 23rd. So... Erie News now reporting via CNN. Yes. So they said on the 22nd... Iran said it would take legal action against the United States, accusing it of, quote, direct involvement, unquote, in the protests sweeping the country. Hmm. So we were talking earlier about how in 2014 it was possible that the CIA, and actually it's kind of widely accepted that the CIA overthrew a Russia pro-Russian government in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have mentioned on this short show before that in 1953, the CIA did play the most active role in overthrowing the Iranian government, a democratically, democratically elected government. Correct. So Iran and, doesn't have some sort of baseless claim here, as evil as these people may be. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Uh, almost like they've seen this before. Huh. Hmm. Tehran also warned the United Kingdom and Saudi Arabia would not be ignored by the Islamic Republic's judiciary system for the role in hosting and supporting TV networks such as BBC Persian and Iran International, which the Iranian government claimed had urged protesters to, quote, destroy public and private properties. So the, the United States government announced sanctions on Iran's morality police for abuse and violence against Iranian women and the violation of the rights of peaceful Iranian protesters and is working to make it easier for Iranians to access the Internet. And, of course, going on with our theme of this show of pointing out the obvious, those in Washington, D.C. have exclusive privileges of defining what is moral and what is not moral. Right. Not the morality police in Iran. <laughs> right. Okay, yes. I just wanted to clear that up. Yes, they are the moral Mor compass that absolutely. we should follow. Yes. Yeah, clearly history is proven. So, yeah, they are, have no room to talk about morality or ethics at all, period. Right. Period. So, uh, it's just the violence against Iranian women. What about the uh, violence against Saudi Arabian women? Yeah, 
I mean, and homosexuals in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Where are there things where, like this? Why aren't the U.S. standing up for their rights? Well, I think that they have a more of a business relationship with oh. Saudis as opposed to Iran. I think that. Oh, that's weird. The Saudis are the good, you know, what do we want to call them? The good theological regime in that neck of the woods. They're the good morality, They're, Islamic morality. Yeah, place. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, so, they, they don't mess around. They throw them homosexuals straight off that roof. Right. That's what they do in Saudi Arabia. Because it's God's will. Yeah. According to them. But whatever, man. Also, the Saudi Arabia that helped plan and fund the you know 9-11 attacks on the United States of America. No. That never happened. That kingdom of Saud. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The ones that were helping them dudes take flight lessons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Crazy. But they had nothing to do with it. That just read the official nine eleven commission report, you'll know exactly what happened. Right. The experts the experts told us so. The, yeah, the Saudis obviously make incredibly strong passports as well. Because mm-hmm. one of them survived a seven forty seven explosion from an impact into a skyscraper and then just fell down to, to mm-hmm. the ground. Landed at a the foot of an FBI agent's feet. Yeah. And they identified one of the Hijackers from the plane on that. Yep, they were able to unravel the entire mystery from that one passport for the most part. Yep, good police work right there. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Glad they're glad they're on our side. But uh, continuing with this article, it says this is not the oh, first Iran. time. Iran, right? Yeah, this is not first <laughs> time that Iran has accused the U.S. of meddling in anti-government protests. Mm-hmm. And made similar claims in 2018. Well, what happened in there? I don't think that Iran has played ball. What did, what did I say earlier that, um, you know, they want this, the West, the leaders of the West, the banking powers of the West, they want to dominate the world financially, yeah. and Iran is one of the countries that hasn't played ball. So, now, this is 2018. This is Trump's administration, right? This article right here by CNN, uh, by Angela Duane of January 5th, 2018, straight up just says it right here in the very first opening paragraph. The United States is tapping social media to incite protests, quote, to change their government, unquote, thus tampering in Iranian affairs, mm. the Islamic Republic alleged in Thursday's letter to the United Nations. Okay. There was, they did. There was, they admitted it. It says, Tehran accused U.S. President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence of inciting Iranians to protest against the government through a series of tweets and described U.S. interference in Iranian issues as grotesque. So once again, they might have some experience with seeing the United States government interfering with their country. I'm sure they keep a good eye out on it, right? I would imagine that they... You know, a lot of power and going after your own people like that, it just comes with... The paranoia of, you know, having to be on your toes. These these regimes that crack down are looking for people that are threatening their power at every turn, right? Yeah. So that I mean, they always have to have their guard up. So the U.S. could pro- could be one of the main parties responsible for the reason that the regime in Tehran is just so damned mean and so paranoid. Yeah, yeah. I can. I can <laughs> We gave him PTSD. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And that that one guy next door named Saddam Hussein that the United States prior to going to war with twice mm-hmm. armed, funded, and directed to attack Iran to attack Iran, Iran and yeah. had like a ten year war that they had throughout the eighties. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and then we turned around and took them out. Yeah. So we helped the Iranians That's there. Some I guess straight up mafia stuff. Dude. <laughs> if you think about it when you break it down like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it boils down to... You failed your mission. Yeah, the best thing I could say is just kind of read some of the words of the founders of the United States, you know? Yeah. Don't put them on a pedestal. Don't worship them. They were men, and and when they got power, what did they do? They overreached. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Power corrupts. An absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I think it was John Adams said the U, the United States, goes not out in in search of monsters to destroy. You know, keep your military here, keep your military at home. I agree. Um, yeah, that's what we definitely should do. Thomas Jefferson, I believe it was his 1801 inaugural address: peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none, should be our motto. Tom Jefferson said that. Yeah. I could get on board yeah. with that. You know, Absolutely. I think that it would benefit everybody a lot more if if the United States did business with these nasty regimes as opposed to tried to hurt them as much as they can because it doesn't hurt the people well, that are making the bad decisions. It hurts the people at the ground level. Right. And, and when you think about it, we are making business deals with nasty regimes already. Like we discussed, Saudi Arabia. You know, what What do they get a free pass for? Because we're business partners. We have the the uh, petrodollar deal with them. But that could be going away here. That could easily be going away soon. How many assholes in Africa that have taken a bite out of a human heart mm. have been given crates of weapons by the United States? Oh, in one way, In one way, shape, or form. Oh, dude. It's happened. We could get into that, too. I mean, we're still, right now, U.S. troops are actively a- actively operating in parts of Africa. Why? Frequently. Why? There's a lot of resources in Africa, man. That place is like, that place is probably a gold the, mine. That pr- place is probably the most wealthy continent on, on Earth. Literally. It's just so underdeveloped. And, and always warring. and Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on there, but yeah. So I guess kind of just to bring this to an end, to wrap it up, don't don't trust your government. They're lying now more than ever. Yeah, and it's we, the only game they know how to play. The, and the thing is, is that there are people out there they know they can hook every time. Right, and we already discussed on our shows before and showed you guys and told you about it. Uh, that National Defense Authorization Act propaganda is legal legally being used against us so that's why when we look up some of the stuff trying to bring you guys some of this information is hard and we're fortunate enough that we have certain resources that those guys do a lot better job than us of finding good info that they can share with us of course uh but i mean if you go on i don't use google if you go on google or go duck duck, even duck duck go when you search stuff i mean there's a ton of propaganda you have to sift through and when uh you know, we proved it on one of our shows where we were, we were reading every other freaking 
headline and one was like oh russia's running out of ammo oh the next one was oh ukraine's running out of ammo oh we uh, yeah we talked that one time about how now google has partnered with the un mm -hmm. you know the un owns the science so the top all of the top hits on a google search regarding climate change are going to bring up un sources or not just climate change anything yeah vaccinations any type of vaccination you want to learn about yeah this is like a time of and, universal deceit and uh there's a youtuber so this youtuber's name his name is uh bright insight this is his youtube channel and he did this uh fantastic video a couple months ago titled disturbing proof they are quietly deleting the internet and he goes through and shows you video proof he goes these search engines and shows you the stuff you know the you know, Google or DuckDuckGo or Bing or whatever, Ask Jeeves, if he's even around anymore. <laughs> uh, they'll bring up, hey, there's uh, 1,237,000 hits on this uh, topic. So then, all right, all right, let me go page 10, hit back. You try to go all the way back. It'll only bring you up maybe three to 300, 400 search results before it just tells you, oh, there's no more information on this. Check the video out. Scary. Yeah. Didn't uh, Orwell refer to it as like the memory hole in 1984? Yes. Oh, man. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's awesome. Yeah. And now we have this thing on the internet called the Wayback Machine, right? Even that's getting scrubbed. So that archived tons and tons of uh, articles, websites and stuff that are offline now. Nobody's monitoring them, but it can bring up. So you can look up articles. Uh, supposed to be able to look up articles from back in 1999 yeah when the internet first came out that you looked up on anything. aol yeah stuff like that dude so it, it's the internet's being scrubbed for sure information like i said i've tried finding youtube videos for bringing up uh stuff for the show where i've had a i mean waste tons of time searching for this where it should have just been a simple i even typed in the title and, and I, I couldn't find the video until I did uh, some really deep dives and searching around, finding some other stuff. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it also, you know, lends to the importance of reading and honing in on that skill and practicing reading and practicing writing and practicing speaking and stuff like that. And But, you know, I mentioned books and reading primarily because they can't scrub it, really. The books exist. They're printed. And... I will admit, I if I buy the hard copy, I buy the audiobook a lot of the time because it's just so much more convenient, you know, at work or whatever, listen to an audiobook. But I need to practice my reading more. That's for sure. Don't we all? But let's wrap this up. Another yeah. show. Thanks for listening, guys. Around the world. We uh we appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe. Follow, subscribe. Yeah, share, really, like we've said before. We don't mean to be broken records, but that helps us a lot. That's yeah, still word of mouth. Is word the of best mouth way. will will be our. We're not very. We're not too tech savvy. Word of mouth is really what we'd like to go for. Light that light yeah. a brush fire for us, guys. Erock Erock's the tech savvy guy, but he's memeing. So also, like you said, websites coming. You can go to iowatalkguys.com right now. It's just gonna um, redirect you to our Podbean. iowatalkguys.locals.com at iowatalkguys on Twitter. Yes, and uh, our emails, if you want to email us, they're in the description right now. Right now, 
email me for the most part, TP at Iowa Talk Guys. I'm monitoring the email uh, more often than these guys are just because technology, right? So, and also. Also, compatibility issues. Yeah. We're working on some stuff. So, yeah, I think that's it. So, we really appreciate you guys listening. Big we love time. you. Yeah. For sure. We're going to continue doing this as long as we continue having you guys wanting us to run our mouths. So, we appreciate it. Iowa Talk Guys out. Out. Out.